Hello friends, welcome to the JV Show. This is Jorge. This is Viv. And this week we just got a chill podcast for you. Uh, What's up guys? Nothing too much. So the reason why it's chill too is I'm going on vacation soon again. To the Philippines. To the Philippines. And then we'll be doing two <laughs> solo podcasts while I'm gone. So that's mm. what you guys will be listening to. This one will come out, um, I mean this specific podcast will come out the day I come back actually. Whoa, wait. Yeah, I think. No, this one will mm. come out. The week, oh, the week right before, before. I come back. Yeah, the week right before I come back. <clears throat> uh, so it's just a chill one. We'll go through the motions, and then uh, I have some cool stuff I want to talk about. Just random things. Um, nothing that important. First, we'll just start off with how your week is. I think I can speak for both of us. We're both a little sick. Uh, I feel like I've been sick for. I think I said this on the other podcast too. I feel like I've been sick for like almost two months now. Yeah, me too. Like December and January. Yeah, actually. And I feel like everyone's sick. It's where everyone's coughing a little or sniffling a little some way, somehow. Yeah. Uh, definitely on the plane ride back from Spain, the whole plane was coughing. So that is my gift to you all. I heard it's this thing called, um, probably not the actual name of it, but called the 100 Day Flu. I just read the name off of some Reddit post. Because somebody was just like, is it just me? Is everyone just ca- always coughing? 100 day flu. Yeah. I mean, there's some. And then people are like, oh, yeah, in Vancouver, like in Reddit posts, there's someone that was like, oh, yeah, in Vancouver, I swear every single person's coughing. Like, you go in public transit, you go into a public mall, you'll hear everyone coughing at least once. And if somebody was from Toronto and was like, oh, yeah, everyone here is also coughing. Like, I know everyone around me has been coughing for a while. And I'm like, hey, that's the same case here, too. Yeah, I mean, from this random article, they say it could be, like, multiple infections. I think it is a lot of, like, cross-mingling. Like, maybe there was one that started somewhere else and one that started, like, opposite sides of the world. And then mm. you get one, and once you recover, the other one kind of comes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I feel like at this point, there's not really... Like, do you think we're disrespectful if we, like, go hang out with people and we're sick? I don't Sometimes know. Sometimes I feel like that, but I'm like... I feel like everyone's sick, though. In, in some ways, I feel like everyone's sick, but my main thing is that I'm like, I feel like mine isn't... Like, I don't feel infectious right now? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know how to explain yeah. it. It just feels like like I have a cough that's just not going away. Uh, I, I do have that sentiment where people might feel like it's disrespectful. But at the same time, I feel like it's, um, like, in my opinion, if it's respiratory related, it's almost inevitable. Like, you will mm-hmm. get it. No matter if, no matter how much you try to avoid people who are sick, if it's respiratory related, you're going to get it. Like, you're, you might even get it from people who don't even have symptoms because that's how respiratory ones work, right? They may be less infectious, but I feel like there's still a possibility. Uh, it just feels inevitable, in my opinion. I, I could be wrong about that. Um, but yeah, that's very interesting. For mine, mine also doesn't feel that intense because it's like, fuck, it's kind of annoying. Because I've, I've actually been doing a little test on myself for the last three weeks to see, like, okay, if I take Tylenol regularly, do my symptoms get better or do they stay the same? And then generally, gen- generally, they get slightly better, but the cough just never fully goes away. Like, I just don't cough as much, as much but I'll still cough. And then I tried testing it, like, okay, now I'm going to stop taking Tylenol every day and see if it gets worse. And it does get, it's like crazy, because it literally feels like it gets worse the next day. And then I tried doing it where I'm like, okay, I won't take Tylenol at all, but then I'll t- use my inhaler more often. Right. And my cough gets a lot better, 
until it almost goes away, but not entirely. And I'll stop using my inhaler like the next week. And then the cough gets back to like the same level. So I'm like, I can't tell if this is like a lingering cough from a cold or if this is just. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird. Because there's so much confounding thing too, right? Like what if you are getting better, but whatever you're doing is actually either making it worse or better, but you're not sure because now it's a time dependent trial too, right? Right? Not just that independent trial. So very interesting. But yeah, I just feel like it is what it is. I think for me, the worst of it's over the second round. Um, like what, how I tell and this might be like completely wrong but like I'll still have a little bit of like mucus and stuff but my mucus becomes like completely clear and mm. there's nothing in it and it's just yeah and it's like I'm still coughing but I feel like it's just my body trying to get rid of the rest of the mucus because I know when it's like green or yellow that's when it's like infections mm. Um, but yeah that's usually my metric and stuff if I ever have to measure that for me, it's like how exhausted I feel because when I get sick, I get really, really tired really easily. I always have the debate too when uh, I'm kind of sick, like, oh, should I hit the gym and stuff or not? Uh, I'm always very negative to myself, so I'm always like, just fucking do it, you wuss. And then I just end up doing it. But whether it's good for me or not, I'm not sure. Because I do like I do know for sure that's one of my early symptoms is if I start feeling tired at the gym for no reason, I know I'm just going to start getting sick. Uh, so, yeah. But at the same time, like I said, there's so many things that like can com- confound it. Like you had a harder day one day, and the next day you're feeling tired. Is it because you went harder one day, or is it because you're getting sick? I'm not sure, right? Um, my exhaustion is pretty. Like I feel like my I sound like such a baby, but when I get sick, my exhaustion feels like it's like next level. Mm. Like I literally feel so sleepy all day, yeah, and yeah. my body is like physically so tired, as if I did a tournament all day. So I think if I got sick, let's say I got sick four times a year or maybe even three times a year, I feel like that's kind of seasonal. Mm. Maybe one of the three or one of the four, I would get so exhausted I can't do anything. But yeah. then the other two, I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to like do something light instead. And then that usually is good enough for me. Yeah, that's really nice. That's like me every time oh. that I get any slight bit of sickness, I get so freaking tired. The, the first time I was sick earlier in December, I was definitely out for like four or five days solid. Mm. Um, like I just... Just had to sleep. Just had to sleep and lay around. Yeah. Couldn't really do much. Couldn't really think. Like, it's, it's... I'm okay when I'm just sick, but when I'm fever sick, that's when I can't do anything. Like, if I have a fever, I'm just, oh, I can't, like, move or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing common to both of us, it's been cold as balls this week. Um, so if people aren't in Edmonton, it's been minus, like, 30-some, 40 for, Without like, the past... The with the windshield, it's even more. So that's like just base temperature, not even with windshield yet. It's already like minus 30, some 40. And that's been like the last four or five days, I think. Last night at midnight, it was negative 50. With windshield or? With windshield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that was insane. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I, I don't even remember it getting this cold. Actually, I, I think last year, maybe for a week also. And the year before that, it was a month, I felt like. I think the year before that, it was, like, all of January or something. Maybe was more cold. than a month, because I remember yeah. there was, like a, like, a cold freeze, and I remember being <clears> like, fuck, Lumi hasn't gone on a walk in so long. Yeah, yeah. I also remember when I first got Taro that first year, there was, like, a solid two weeks I couldn't walk him, because it oh, was yeah, just... COVID, there was too. Yeah, 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 so it was... But, I mean, if this is it, I would still say we've had a pretty fortunate summer. If this was it. I'm not jinxing or anything. I'm just thinking, like... I heard it might be it because I heard that tomorrow it's gonna be like minus twenty or eighteen. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, but I'm saying if this is it for the season, you know what I mean. Like for the rest of winter, I would say fine. That's fair. Like we always need at least one week of a pretty bad cold snap. Mm. And I would trade this. I would trade a winter like this 
anytime. If it was just like a week of fucking cold ass shit weather. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Then like four months. Yeah. If we had zero degree winter and then just one week of minus 40, I think everyone would be like, okay, fine. We'll like, we'll take the sure. hit yeah. and then we'll take the zero degree winter for the rest Make of the Make it colder if you want. I don't give yeah. a shit. I was quite happy we had a brown Christmas, actually. I mean, it didn't really feel like Christmas, but I, I'd rather it be warm outside than cold. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I also hope, like, last, I guess, this past spring, we were really lucky because spring starts so early. It started, mm-hmm. like, beginning of April. Because, mm-hmm. like, by end of, by mid-March, everything already melted. And by beginning of April, it was, like, plus every day. I have high hopes. It's going to be so nice. Yeah, dude, I want I want just global warming just yeah. on steroids right now. Just fucking <laughs> going ham on us. I'd be okay with that. That would yeah. be pretty fortunate. I'd rather it be hot as fuck than cold as fuck. To a certain degree, yes. Yes. To a certain degree. To a certain degree, of course. Um, I want to walk outside and have my sandals melt on the floor. <laughs> like Australia. Could you imagine like Australia heat during yeah. our winter, their summer? I think it's also nice that our... Weather is like dry heat. I mean, mm. like we get a lot of forest fires because of that. But I think if it was humid, it that would feel so gross. Yeah, I didn't understand humidity until I went to Hong Kong when I was a kid. And as soon as you walk out the airport, it's like a slap of water. Just like someone threw a <laughs> pail of water on you. Yeah, you could feel it in yeah. the air. It's like thick air. But like, you not only do you feel it in the air, like you instantly sweat because if you're not used to it. Mm. So you're instantly sweating and a bunch of heat, uh, like really hot, wet air is just sticking to you right away yeah it's like you're sweaty after working out or playing volleyball and you just can't escape your little cloud of heat do you think that's potentially a reason why um a lot of people in this like southeast asia don't go to the gym as much Mm, i mean it might be a bad but like they're they have that sweaty feeling all the time I can I can see that, but I also feel like it's also part of their culture to be like thinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, mean, you like no one really would want to be buff as shit over there. Yeah, either. that's true. I mean, also I feel like a lot of people there can't like afford it kind of thing, so they can't eat that much. But I, I'm also kind of curious because I was just thinking like if I were to work out there and then I work out, I sweat and then I shower and then I walk out and then I'm like back to normal. I don't yeah. know how I'd feel. I feel. Kinda... But I also feel like they wouldn't sweat as much because they're like used to that. Oh, that's true. Right? Yeah, yeah, like you true. see some of them wearing long sleeves and like hats and like long pants and everything to shade them from the sun as if yeah. the fucking temperature doesn't bother them. Yeah, that's true. Cannot. Yeah, I mean, very curious, weird way. Uh, okay, so for me this week, I had a team lunch. I don't know if I told you guys this. It was so weird. So I had a team lunch. It was uh, on Friday. On Thursday, my boss messaged us and was like, hey, you know, everyone's gonna... You know, come to this team lunch. I know it's a little cold. And they're, we're all like, yeah. And then on Friday, I had to like, you know, start my car early, get to work, got there. And literally like half an hour into work, my boss was like, yeah, team lunch cancels. No no one's here today. So it'll be next week. I was like, fuck, I drove all the way to work for this <laughs> shit. Um, so I was like, god damn it. But that's okay. I, I, I get it. It's cold as hell. And yeah. If I didn't care that much about free food, I also wouldn't have showed up for work in person. I'm just a very big proponent of free food. I agree. It feels pretty nice to work from home, though. I've yeah. been on a really long work from home stretch. Yeah. I have not been back in the office since like mid or end of October. Oh, shit. Or no, November. Long. November. And okay. end or like the third week of November. I see. It feels pretty nice. 
Yeah, I would like that too, especially now because I don't have much work. In terms of work, I did get like a mini new assignment, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still doing the same deal, but I have a little bit more. He like my company wants me to explore a program a bit more, which I'm pretty excited about. I just got into it, um, but I'm also on vacation coming up soon, so I think their expectations for me is quite low. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it is what it is. Uh, I'm still currently injured with my finger, which is annoying. We're climbing. Uh, but this next How two weeks. How long do you think it's gonna take for you to fully heal from it? Uh, with this two weeks off, I hope hopefully when I'm back I'm good because I'm taking two weeks off. I'm going to the Philippines, so hopefully that'll be good. Uh, as that that's a perfect segue because I'm going on a trip soon, so I'll be going to the Philippines. Um, I don't have much expect. I mean, not bad, not like good or bad expectation. I just like. I feel very well seasoned with traveling, so I don't have like super high expectations. But I'm excited that it's a different culture. Mm. Um, but You've been there before too. No, I've never been there. I mean, I've been to Southeast Asia, but I've never been to specifically Philippines. Oh, <clears throat> oh I thought you would. I thought you went once. No, but I feel like uh, my. I don't know. I feel it feels good because I feel like if you have too high of highs or too low of lows, it's not that good. So when I go traveling now, I can keep it within my thing because I feel like I'm very well diverse in culture now just because I've traveled to a bunch of places. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not like crazy excited because I feel like that's bad. That'll like lead to too high of expectation. Um, but I'm not like dreading the trip either. I think it's gonna be a really fun trip. It's just gonna be really different. Suck if you're dreading a trip that you haven't even gone on. I mean, it depends. So like sometimes... Uh, Why would you book a trip to some place that you're so sometimes you're forced to go somewhere. So for example, if I have to go uh, one time, I think we had to go on like this band trip with Joseph's family. And I was like, I just want to stay home and play video games that weekend. I think it was late. It was like Labor Day long weekend or something. And then like, I hate that shit because I'm like, oh, I was going to be busy. There's going to be no parking anywhere. All the restaurants are going to be full. And then you're going to have to wait forever just to eat. The park's going to be so busy and all that stuff. Um, so that would, for example, be a trip I dread. Um, I, I do agree. If you go on like a big trip, it would suck if you were to dread that type of trip. But um, usually for like road trips and stuff, I'm not, some of them I'm not a big fan of. Uh, for example, I used to be a really big fan of driving to Vancouver with my family. Um, but now I would hate that shit. I'm like, no, I will pay the money to fly there, please. I don't want to sit in the car for 12 hours. I should agree. When I was growing up, I used to go to <laughs> Vancouver like multiple times a year regularly. And then like at least half the time we would drive there because like yeah. my dad just likes driving too and having like a car when we get there. And I used to love the road trip because I'd be like, oh, we got to play games in the car. We yeah. got to talk as a family, tell all these stories, yeah. make all these little stops. And I used to like going to these like restaurants that we would always make it a habit to like stop at half the way. Yeah. And then like either my mom will pack food or bring sandwiches and we'll sit there and look at the view and just talk and play games. And I used to love that. <coughs> and I remember one year we didn't drive at all that year and we just kept going on the plane yeah and i was i was so sad i was like why do we like why 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 like we're ruining our tradition this is so much more fun when we drive yeah but after i grew up and like drove to vancouver myself a few times i'm like fuck it's not worth it yeah i mean like 10 12 hours such a long drive and also like like i think everyone should probably not should but like it's nice to do at least like once or twice or like try it out yeah like you do but see, you waste so much fucking time and it's so tiring. Like you do see some cool stuff going there. Like going through the Okanagan Valley is actually kind of cool. Yeah. But like like you said, once or twice I think is sufficient to know that shit. 
Yeah, like driving in the summertime is pretty nice if yeah. you do it like once or twice. Yeah. And I think it's also it can also be really fun to do like a long road trip like that with like people that you're close with. Yeah. That's also an experience in itself, but then overall I'd rather just take a plane. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you literally turn that Vancouver trip to like you could take that same amount of time and fly to like France or fly yeah, to like exactly. Japan or something like that. Yeah. Right? Your ass hurts and everything. Like, it just becomes such a time constraint and stuff. And then I feel like nowadays, I feel like back then it may have been worth it. But nowadays with, like, gas prices and shit, I don't think so anymore. It's actually cheaper to just fly there. Yeah. I think it's cheaper to fly there and just rent a car than to drive there, pay for all the gas to get there. It's just, yeah. I'm in everything, too. Yeah. But as a kid, I feel like the concept of time was so different, right? You had so much of it and you just want to spend it with the people you, like, care about. But now it's like, I don't have as much of it, so I want to, like, maximize my usage of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because back then, as a kid, especially during summers, like, I wouldn't say I was bored summers, but, like, some summers or some weeks of summers is a little slower and stuff like that, right? So if you had a whole week where you just, like, hang out with your family and, like, play games and stuff in the car, it feels better than just, like, being at home, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like, oh shit, there's not enough time. Like, I feel like right after Christmas season, you have a little bit of lull and then it just becomes like a bunch of random stuff and then summer holidays and festivals. And then like passes pretty fast. Yeah. I feel like starting from June, it just older. uh, Yeah. Like starting at June all the way to December, it's busy in my Mm. opinion with like summer festivals into like Labor Day into like Thanksgiving, Christmas kind of thing. Or no, Thanksgiving, Halloween, and then right into Christmas. I just feel like it just gets so busy. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's pretty crazy, too, when you think about it. Because, like, for us, we're experiencing getting, like, older for the first time in a way. And realizing how different time seems to pass now and how much faster time seems to pass. But, like, when we compare ex- our experience to when we were kids, time seems to pass by, like, a lot slower and seem like you have so much more time. It, it, but I think what's crazy is that when we were younger and time seemed to pass by so slowly it was probably passing by really fucking fast for our parents yeah and then for the same experiences it probably passed by like so quickly for them but it felt like forever for us yeah yeah i I mean so one thought experiment i've always kind of or i've been thinking about lately is um one of our friends just like not to shout on them or anything, but like, oh, you know, Jorge, you go on all these trips a year. It's very exciting. Not a lot of people do that, right? But I actually thought about it. And I actually thought like, okay, if if you only go on two or three trips a year, uh, which I even think three trips for the average people is actually a lot. Um, In 10 years, you'll go on 30 trips, okay? But say probably a third of that or maybe even half of that, you always want to go back to a place you've been before. Yeah. Um. Say like you know I want to go back to Hong Kong or Japan or Korea or something like that, right? So that means technically in ten years you only have maybe fifteen new places you might see, maybe. Um. And that's even before getting kids. Once you get kids, none of this math counts anymore, right? Um. So then I really thought about it. I was like, if people actually want to see the world, like they really got to start like pretty soon, and they yeah. got to keep going all the time if they truly want to see the world, right? Um, and I agree, like, not everyone wants to, or maybe some people only want to see a subset of the world, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of thought about that, and I was like, yeah, very interesting math. Like, if, if you only go on, like, say, like, to be honest, like, maybe two trips a year, and half or a third of that is returning trips to the same place you've been, in 10 years, you've only, you're only going to see 10 new places. That's so true. And that's, like, kind of interesting, because, like, that's a 10, like, 10 years is a long time, technically, right? Or, like, it may feel like a long technically, time. Technically, though. Yeah. 
Because what if in the same trip you go to like multiple places? Uh, yeah. Because they're right beside each other. Yeah, but then um, like you won't, I'm not saying you won't count that, but like if I went to like, you know, Italy and Greece or something, yeah, I've been to two different places, but it's kind of like same region, right? Mm. Um, but again, it goes back to if you truly want to see the world, you really yeah. got to start soon and you got to go to a lot of different places to really see it all, right? It's pretty true. Uh, I think I would want to see, go to visit every country continent but africa right now damn you're racist <laughs> but yeah no like i do want to experience everything at least once so then when i'm older i want to be like oh i like these specific places and maybe like of my three trips oh maybe only one of them now is new and two of them is recurring ones that i really like right? mm. um, what's a place that you'd constantly go back to right now <clears throat> Uh, it's kind of hard. So I feel like living in Edmonton sucks for that. Or living in North America itself sucks for that because you're kind of isolated to like very similar culture. So there's not a lot of different cultures around us. Um, so to go back all the time, uh, it's kind of tough because the easy answer would be like maybe somewhere in the States, but then it may or may not be fun. Mm. Like Ho Hawaii would be kind of fun every time, but it'd be kind of expensive. Yeah. Um, like, if I have to think about recurring trips and somewhere I really liked, I would really like going to South Korea. That was really fun. Um, but going back constantly, I'm not sure because South Korea itself has already changed so much since I've been there. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of think of this as a, like, a little graph thing. So, like, places that we go to is fun for certain reasons. And one reason is, like, stuff there is really cheap. Like, like food there is really cheap, for example. It's a really good reason to go, in my yeah. opinion. It's, like, such a cool experience, right? Um but as people explore that, that place gets more and more popular and then it gets more and more expensive, right? Yeah. Like Thailand's probably a lot more expensive than when I first went and probably more expensive than the other time I went to, right? Not oh. crazy expensive, but it's going to progressively get there, right? Yeah. Um. So then I think when I get older, that stuff will change, right? Like maybe somewhere else will be the new Korea of the world, right? Mm. Uh, so I'm not too sure. I think the safe bet would be like, say, somewhere in Europe because it's all interconnected and very easy to visit. Um, but if I had to pick, it had to be somewhere probably warm too. So yeah. it's hard to say because, uh, that 12, 13 hour flight to Asia sucks, but it's almost the same way going to Europe. Pretty exciting though. I quite like being on planes. Really? I think it doesn't matter. It almost doesn't matter how long a flight is because I know I'm going somewhere <coughs> exciting. Really? You can keep up that hype for that long? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I like, I kind of dread that plane ride. Um, depends. Like sometimes it's worse than others. Sometimes my knee hurts on the plane. It's so oh, weird. Sure, yeah, that would be pretty. Yeah, I just like I, I. That's why I feel bad sometimes for like people with arthritis and stuff because they're probably in pain the whole time. Yeah, because like movement kind of helps the blood flow and stuff. Um, but just bring a nice book or we deprive yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's. Do you think you'd get a lot higher if you went on a plane high? I don't know. Maybe like is that factual? Do you think or I don't know. I've never tried it before. But I think like legitimately, some people with like. Uh, arthritis they need that for the pain relief hmm. like they need the CBD for the legitimate pain relief <laughs> just that THC too might yeah. as well but uh yeah I don't know I kind of dread the plane ride sometimes like I it depends like if I can sleep in the plane ride I dread it less so mm -hmm. like, for example my trip to Spain was actually really good I slept a solid three to four hours on the plane ride there so that's like half the plane ride yeah which made it a lot easier uh, but usually I kind of dread it and if I were to constantly go back I would want it somewhere Nice and warm, but not too far at the same time. Um, but still a cultural difference. So, like, the only thing I can think of that is relative to North America would be, like, Central America. Like, yeah. if I went to, like, 
Jamaica or Bahamas every year, that'd be that'd probably be a good trip, like a good like four or five day trip, where you just hang out at a resort, eat good food, and then yeah. yeah. That's why that's why I can think of where I can think of like year after year for the next twenty years would be like a pretty solid yearly trip. How uh, about you? Would you go? Would you want to go far every year? Or? Mine would for sure be Thailand. Thailand every year, yeah, yeah. Out of all the places I've been, I've been to Thailand. I think like I've been to Thailand four times now. Oh wow! And every single time I go, I'm like, this is the best place on earth. Damn, I have so much fun. You're a well seasoned Thai traveler. Yeah, it's warm there. It's like so inexpensive. The food is so good. There's so much to do. Yeah, yeah. Like physically, all the excursions and activities. Yeah, excursions, extreme sports, things like that. It's so nice. much fun. That's solid. Anyways, how was your week? Kind of went through a little bit for you, and I mean the rest is my what week it is. Was... Oh, I was going to say my week was pretty normal, but that's how it always feels like to me because I feel like I always follow a schedule or like a routine. Yeah. But the one thing that was different was that my cousin and my grandma came, or not grandma, my cousin and my aunt came from Nanaimo. Oh. Or yeah. She's from Nanaimo and then my cousin is from Burnaby. They made a big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> they came just this week, like literally on Tuesday. <laughs> Did they did they just stay home the whole time or uh yes and no. So they came because my cousin's grandpa came down to Calgary for a poker tournament. Oh, he's a pro poker player? Yeah, he's like ninety years old or some I shit. He loves poker. So he came down and then they thought it'd be a nice excuse to like come down with him and then he like has a transfer flight to Calgary and they just like stay with us and like hang out with us. And so I got to hang out with my niece and nephew. For some reason, my niece and nephew, or not for some reason, my niece and nephew are in Edmonton, but mm. I don't see them as often because their mom is a stay-at-home mom, and so they don't really need anyone to like babysit or whatever and all the stuff. And then I also just don't make the drive over as often to play with them. I should actually play with them more often than I do. But I got to see them this week, so that was a lot of fun. And then because it was cold as shit, there's not much you can do. Yeah. Or, like, bring them, or, like, there's not as many places that I want to actually go because it's cold as fuck. But I brought my cousin and my sister to watch our Thursday game oh. at EVP the other day, which was kind of sucks because it was the first game of the season. Yeah. And we were, my team got placed into the third tier. Oh, so it wasn't fun at all. Yeah, the games weren't fun at all. Like, <coughs> I think for the first game, both sets, they had less than 10 points. Oh, damn. Because it was like they did not know how to do a rally at all. <laughs> and then the second game, it was better because the other team actually knew how to play volleyball, but we still won both sets. Nice. Yeah. And then afterwards, we went to Miss Saigon with my team, and I brought my sister and my cousin there, so that yeah. was kind of cool seeing like my... Did they try the challenge? Wait, is it... They did not. Oh. My cousin did ask... If he was to say, okay, I'm on vacation. Should I order the $50 Wagyu pho? <coughs> and he asked the waitress if he should. And she was like, no, it's not worth it. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty cool, though, because I, like, rarely ever, pretty much never, bring my sister out to, like, hang out with my friends or anything yeah. like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. How did she, she like She was it? down to come out. Oh. She was pretty shy. Really? I don't think she talked much, like, at all. Oh, I but feel like... 
Okay, maybe it's just because it's the podcast. I feel yeah. like she was pretty interactive with us. Yeah, it was mostly because of the podcast, but she, I felt like she was pretty shy. But my cousin talks a lot, so he, oh, nice. he got along with everyone great, which I thought was pretty cool. Cool. Uh, one thing I forgot to ask uh, over our past couple podcasts is what did you get for Christmas? Let's see, what did I get for Christmas? I got new things. So I don't get gifts from my parents Feels bad. Like I, I like never got gifts from my parents. But even from, as a kid. Oh, as a kid, I did like oh, toys and okay. shit, yeah, or like yeah. books or money or whatever. But that stopped in like junior high or high school. Junior high, yeah, junior high. Uh, for my sister, I got. Oh, I didn't get anything yet. Oh. <laughs> I got an IOU. <laughs> so me and my sister still get each other gifts, and she. We always ask each other, okay, what do you want? And I'll just buy it for you. Or like, if I can't think of anything for you, then like, just tell me what you want. And then, so she wanted to get me games, like Switch games. Oh, okay. But then I was like, I don't really game that much anymore. So I don't really want that. And so she was just like, okay, think of something that you want. And then I wanted these boots. Yeah. But then they were sold out by the time I like sent her the link. And so she was like, okay, I'll just give you an IOU. And when you find something that you want, just send them me the link and I'll just buy it for you. So I was like, okay. But there's nothing that I want right now. Because typically, aside from that, I usually just buy it if I want it, right? Yeah. If I want something bad enough. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what I want. So, okay, I didn't get anything there. But from, like, friends, yeah, I got a sweater. Oh, nice. I got a pillowcase, like a silk pillowcase. Yeah, I hate those. Really? Why? So maybe I don't I think have they're like, a game changer. I, I don't maybe I don't have the right ones, but they just don't feel as good. I like the normal ones better. Really? They just don't feel so as good on my face. It just feels weird. Oh my god, but they're so good for your skin. Yeah, and yeah, hair I know. And everything. Yeah, that's what I was told. But like, I you don't, don't like the texture or something? Yeah, I don't like the texture. Like it's like kind of slippery. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like that. I mean, mm. may, maybe I need like a higher quality version, but yeah. yeah. Well, I got some socks. <clears throat> I got uh, skincare. I got a sweater. Oh, not like a knit sweater from one of my other friends. Right. I got a bracelet. And you fill up your closet. Yeah, I guess so. And I got earrings. And Oh, some friends got me like baked goods and things like that, which I thought was pretty nice. Oh, that's solid. Yeah. And I think that would be it. Oh, yeah. nice. And money from like my grandparents, but yeah. So what did you get? Uh for me, my parents always just give me money. They just like I think they don't even put it in like a lacy anymore. They just like give me cash. They're just like, here, we don't give you. <laughs> yeah, my parents literally just <laughs> my parents would literally just like eat transfer me on um, Chinese New Year's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, no Chinese New Year's—they are still traditional where they give me the red pocket. But like Christmas now, they just hand me cash, which is weird because like I pretty much just spend that cash on them or whatever I get. Yeah, yeah so it's just like whatever. Uh, and then uh, me and my siblings, we promise not to get each other anything this year because um, they just said just get stuff for the kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my sister got me shit because she obviously doesn't like to follow the rules that we set out. Wow. Uh, but she just got me some Christmas shirts and like uh, some underwears and stuff. So nice, that's nice. nice. 
Uh, Joyce got me that plaid jacket I'm wearing a lot now. I really oh, like it. Oh, I was the... going to ask if that was new. <clears throat> yeah, she got it for me. She was like, when I looked at it and I opened it, I was like, holy shit, this is me. Like, this is the definition of me. Like, <laughs> if you were red. to put my style, it's me. But it's, it's red and it's very like non-logo, plain, yeah. and just like a lot of pockets and just, mm-hmm. just what I like, right? <clears throat> um, I'm just trying to think what else. There was from... Secret Santa, I got um, the hand blender. So that was with my family. Oh, nice. <coughs> uh, with oh, Fred. Fuck. I forgot about Secret Santa stuff. Yeah, uh, I forgot what I got for the other Secret Santa. I think whatever I got for the other Secret Santa, I just gave it to Joyce because I think we planned that. So, like, I just always end up taking my own gift because uh-huh. I'm a pro at Secret Santa. Or not Secret Santa, a white elephant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this year for that one, I planned to get something for Joyce which is the water floss thing mm-hmm. so I, I wanted to get that I got that and just gave it to her oh I was so confused why that was yours because yeah. I was trying to guess which present was yours when we were doing this secret Santa thing yeah and I was just like that water pick can't be yours because you have a water pick so why would you want another one yeah so, <sighs> so this is kind of a thing where stolen it. within my volleyball group of friends they always try to steal my gift <laughs> because they always know that I got something I want and only I want, which is ridiculous because they don't even want whatever it is. They just don't want me to have it. It's worth. Um, I'm so, a pasta machine now because of that. Yeah, she's <laughs> a pasta roller because of that. I literally had to buy one like three months after because I really wanted it. It was during COVID too, so it was like the perfect time to make pasta and stuff. Uh, and now Viv, Viv just stole it from me during Christmas. Uh, yeah, and then I also got that that screwdriver on your right there. Right. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, and then. I think Joyce got me some other stuff too. I don't remember it all, but yeah, it was cool. And all I was really, really happy about that plaid jacket. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, oh, she oh, she got me a vegetable cleaver, like a nice knife. Oh, uh, I was pretty good. I've been using it a bit. Um, but still, that jacket was it was like a surprise too. Like she didn't like. Usually, we tell each other what we want, and we just mm. get it. Like we're I don't know, we're kind of simple like that. Like I just tell her what I want, and if it works, because I'm very uh, I'm very particular. Like, there's very specific things I want. Um, and that goes, same with my siblings now. Like, with my siblings, I don't, like, I don't even want them to guess. They'll just straight up tell me what I want. Like, they'll just ask me what I want, and I'll tell them yeah. exactly what I want. It's pretty much like my siblings, too. Or yeah. my sister. <clears throat> like, I, I just have wish lists, and then me and my sister share the same Amazon account, so then she just, like, buys stuff off that, or I buy stuff off hers, or I tell her exactly which one I want, mm. and she'll just, uh, we'll just buy for each other. Um, yeah, and then, usually for the kids, I'll just get them something uh nice i think for my sister she just had some baby stuff she wanted so i bought it for her and then uh so was my uh, and then my other niece i think i just gave her money yeah um because like sometimes i don't know what my brother needs for her daughter so then i just give him money so he can buy whatever the f- whatever he wants right uh but yeah i just want to ask what you got for gifts it's pretty cool speaking of secret santa i forgot to say that i also got books i got quite a few books this year oh yeah that was pretty nice you still want to borrow that jade book yes oh you can borrow it now i have one book that i need to finish reading right now oh and then i'll read that one after i'm pretty sad right now because i'm almost done game of thrones and george rr fucking martin (laughs) is still not released the next one um i know it's worse for other people because they've been waiting for a decade yeah and i'm i'm just starting my wait but you know i should slow down the reading because that waiting period will suck yeah, it's too late. I'm literally on like the last, like I'm on the epilogue of the book. Oh, I'm <laughs> so there's there's nothing left. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just debating on what my next book is. I think it's gonna be the Red Rising series because I already have it downloaded. Uh-huh. 
or The Expanse. I think that's the one my oh, brother my brother recommended that one. Uh, one or the other. I'm not too sure. Actually, one thing I'm pretty kind of not that excited, but there's a new TV series. Actually, I'm not sure how new, but I think it's on Apple TV. It's called The Silo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty much like a kind of post-apocalyptic silo. Everyone lives in a silo type of thing. Oh, cool. Uh, it's a series, and it's actually a book I've already read. Oh, um, but I think the book the the book series is like four books long, and I only read the first two, and I kind of got bored of it because mm-hmm. then after the first two, I was like, oh, it's just another post-apocalyptic. Everyone lives in the same thing. Not sure about the environment outside and stuff like that. I got kind of sick of it, but it's kind of cool that it became a series because like I watched it on my flight back from Spain. I watched one episode, and I was like, oh shit, this is all like it's pretty accurate to the story I was reading about. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, another stuff I want to segue into because it's kind of a chill podcast is one thing I always thought of is do you ever watch or read the news anymore? Local news? I would say no. Yeah, so one Not thing, intentionally. Yeah, w- w- one thing I do remember is back when I went to school, every morning I would read the Metro. Oh, yeah. And that would kind of give me a digest of what like what's happening. You know, the, the crossword at the back too. Yeah, Let's try cross- to finish it before you get to U of A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a whole system. Like, I have a whole system of doing the Sudoku and the crossword and reading oh, all the yeah. stuff. Like, I'd always read my horoscope every fucking day. Yeah, me too. But I don't, like, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. Well, I don't truly believe in uh, ast- astrology or anything yeah. like that. But I would always read it. I'd read, like, the local going-ons. Like, I'd always read at least the first four page because that's, like, the local, local news. I think the fifth or sixth page is usually starting to get into, like, canon news and the world news. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it'd be kind of cool if we, like, look into that shit a little bit. I still really like my little routine with that because I would get the newspaper at Century Park. Yeah. And then I would remember like, oh, oh, this person's working today. Oh, that person's working today. Yeah. Like, oh, hi, hi, blah, 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 stuff. And then right when I get to U of A, it'd usually be a girl that was always working or like a younger guy yeah maybe like oh hi can i give this back to you i finished reading it or or i'd be like oh i drew on the crossword again like wait you give it back to the person that gave it to you no no when i get to u of a oh okay then i would be like oh can i give this to you or like i'm just gonna place this old one here and then the guy like yeah thanks for not throwing it in random places okay bye oh yeah i always sometimes i used to always grab like two or three because then my friends won't pass by the metro place and i just give it to them because, uh, like, first class at uni is always just reading newspaper. It's so yeah. weird. We go to class to learn something, but instead we read the newspaper because <laughs> it's more interesting than the class, usually. Um, so that's what we always end up doing. But I thought it'd be kind of cool thing. We don't have to do this all the time, but I thought it'd be kind of cool to always, like, access it once in a while. Yeah. Uh, so I just threw it on just, like, Edmonton Local News on January 14th. So obviously we recorded a little bit before. Um, did you know about the critical emergency alert yesterday? Oh, yeah. I yeah. got it while I was laying in bed, and I was like... Right. I was like, what's going fucking fine? I was like, well, I hope my power doesn't yeah, go out. I was just like, fuck, I'm going to be so fucked if our power goes out. I hope yeah. that just doesn't happen yeah. in my area. In my head, the whole time, I was like, I ain't turning off shit. Yeah, because I was laying in bed because I was so fucking cold. Yeah. And I had like a hoodie and like sweatpants and everything on it. And I was like, yeah. the heat fucking dies right now. I'm going to be so upset. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I was like, I ain't turning shit off, so... And I started thinking about like, okay, if the heat goes off, I'm going to go over to this person's house or that's this person's house because I'm not staying this cold. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I just have the global news open. I used to always watch global news when I was a kid. Like literally yeah. before I go on the bus to school. The girl and the guy I was on, right? I don't remember yeah. their names. Shane Gannam was one of them. I remember. What? And then the other guy I don't know. And then I remember no. the weather guy was Mike Sobel. 
But this name's not ring a bell. Really? Okay, here, I'll show you a picture. There's of a girl with like short blonde yes, hair. Yes, yes. Mike Sobel was the weatherman. Okay, yeah. And then Shane Gannam was the anchor. This guy was the anchor of Global News back when I was a kid. Wait, can you look up all the other anchors? Uh, Global News Anchor Edmonton uh, Morning. I mean, it's different now. Okay, Mike Sobel is still the weather guy. Oh, Vinish Pratap was always there. I don't remember Vinesh. Do you remember the old white guy that always does finances? Oh, yes, yes. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> There's that guy. Um, oh, images. Maybe they'll just pop up. Yeah. The old anchors. I'm pretty sure it used to be Shane Gannam was one of the guys. This, These two. It used to be these two. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. It was Shane Gannam and this other lady. I always forget the lady. Not intentionally. lady, too, though. Yeah. And then there's always the old white dude that does the finance, and then Mike Sobel is always the weather guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I still re- love global news. Dude, <laughs> for some reason, like for no reason. Yeah, like there was no just... reason why we don't go see TV. Yeah, but we did. I always did global news at home. It was just the thing. Better. <laughs> just objectively better. <laughs> um, I uh, I guess on CTV I did see the whole. I did actually hear this on the radio now because that's the only other way I get local news is I listen to radio on my way to work. Uh huh. Um, and it's about this Clairview business, Tasty Donaire giving like free snack and coffee to like anyone that is too cold and shit. I was like, oh, that's kind of uh-huh. cool. Uh, it was weird because on the radio, they were saying like Tasty Donaire. They're trying to like spell it out and give the address. And then they got a phone call saying, oh, that's the wrong one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. Just trying our best here. Yeah. And then this kind of segued me into like, I- I'm not sure how you get your AI news, but I actually look at this once a week, AINews.com, like artificialintelligence-news.com. Oh, me too. And like futurism or... Yeah. I just look through the articles. I see anything relevant. I guess the only thing relevant right now is OpenAI launches GPT store for custom AI assistance. So that's pretty cool. So they're, they're pretty much or doing what... Alberta Tech. Yeah, they're doing what a lot of people predicted. Uh, or not a lot of people, but like I was reading this... I was watching this one YouTube video. Is this guy was predicting that one of the platforms is going to make it easier for developers. Similar to how Apple made it easier for developers to make um, Apple apps, right? Mm. Um, one or more of them is going to really try to open source as many things and get as many developers on. And that one will take over like what, how Apple did on the app side of stuff. Mm. Like they're just going to make objectively better apps because there's more access to their stuff. So I see how GPT stores opening theirs. I know meta is really big on open source. So they're going to open source their Lambda stuff or they mm-hmm. have already open sourced their Lambda. And when their next one comes out, they may or may not open source it, but Oh, I remember reading an article and I thought it was pretty crazy because of Lambda and how they like shut down the process that Lambda made for AI. But then yeah. it's like, okay, if you make it open source, it's just going to grow faster than like when you shut it down. Yeah, yeah. And the big thing for them is, is what uh, OpenAI is doing now is like as long like getting developers in with you is like the best thing because they're the ones who's going to make the apps or they're the bridge between tech and consumers, mm-hmm. right? Like they're the bridge between the two. So it's cool that OpenAI made a store for that. It's called GPC Store for Custom AI Assistance. So I assume what they're going to do is they're actually just going to make uh, specific AIs for yeah. specific reasons, which is basically I, bots. Yeah, like I think that's probably the, I wouldn't say better, but I think that's the more practical way of making AI right now is like cool, like AGI sounds really cool and shit, but I think right now if you can make really good specific AIs, you're going to make a lot of money because I agree. people can access that so much more and they have less fear of um, AI control. Because those AIs can only do one thing, one or two things, but they can do that really, really, really well. Yeah. 
uh, I think that's the way to go. So it's cool that OpenAI is doing that. I think Meta is probably gonna do the same. There's a bunch of the thing is like there's so many different AIs now. Like um, X has their own Gronk. Um, like just pretty much every company now is just making their own bot. Yeah, and I think they're just gonna take like a subset of a different AI to make their own bot. Uh, which is cool. Um, but I think that's the future of what you're gonna see. You're gonna see less like traditional apps, and you're just gonna see a lot of bots doing app stuff. I think so too. Uh, so it's cool. It's the start, and it's cool like how people are predicting this stuff. Is is cool because like now you know who to listen to or who not to listen to, and see how well their their prediction actually worked out, right? Yeah, um, this is definitely. Um, it's really this is the first step of monetizing AI properly. Mm. I feel like before it was all like woo woo tech. It's kind of like, you know, when they create some. It's kind of like when NASA did the rocket ship. It wasn't until SpaceX really monetized it, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the monetization step for AI. I feel like this is like people are talking about Web three, but I feel like <clears throat> when AI gets to this level, it's more so like Web four stuff. It's like the shit that you were. It's like people were predicting something in the future, but they were so short sighted that they didn't actually see that it's actually a way bigger grand scheme of things where there's something even bigger than that mini projection. It's kind of like uh, I recently watched that BlackBerry movie, the one about BlackBerry, and how like the keyboard was so cool and all that shit. Oh, yeah. But they. Their focus on that keyboard was such such short sighted, whereas Apple took over the touch screen because yeah. of that, right? It's like you can't be so short sighted in this one thing where there's something even bigger at play. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very interesting. But yeah, I just want to like throw in some new shit so we have some content uh, that's kind of useful. But this will be completely useful when we post this because we'll post this two weeks after uh, <laughs> after we record. Unless you guys don't know our opinions on certain things that are yeah. happened that happened two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So probably completely useless. The uh, reason why I don't entirely go out and like search up news things was because sometimes I find it's just too depressing and I don't need to know a lot of the depressing stuff. Like for tech and AI news, mm, all yes. that is so fascinating and I yeah, yeah. daily and I like yeah, daily keep up with it. But then for things like crime and shit that's happening in the city, I'm like, oh, I don't need to know. I, like I, there's this Instagram account called YG Wave, like yeah. Jig Wave. Yeah. And they always post about this person got stabbed here. This person got mm-hmm. robbed here. This person, like, police followed this person here. And I had to block the account because I'm like, oh. It's too depressing. Too depressing. I, I have a very, I wouldn't say unique, but just different view. It's just, I think the very big global pressing matter is stuff I like to know about. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, shit, Israel just got attacked, for example, is one something I really want to know about. I feel like those things you can't help but know about. Yes, but then... So I like the really big one, and then I like the very local one. I think those are the two spectrums I like. I don't like the in between. Like I don't really How care. local, like like knowing that like people got shot here, mm. like so I stabbed here. I agree. If it's just negative, it gets really depressing. But sometimes it's nice to know. For example, this one thing. Oh, Tasty Donaire is giving out free snacks and local. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, cool local story to know more about my community and stuff like that. Or like this one saying like. Edmonton riding tiki wave of resurgence with two new spots. Pretty much, they're just saying, "Oh, more there's two two new places doing tiki bars now." Like it's a 1930s thing that they're trying to bring back. Um, it, oh, is that on White Ave? Something like that. Like I, I don't care for tiki bars or anything like that, but it's like, oh, cool. Like they're this is why I see this things if I'm driving around. Like yeah. this is a local. Like this stuff actually matters to me. But once mm-hmm. it gets to like a provincial or maybe even like. Um, national level like some stuff might be like oh yeah crime rate in Toronto is like this I was like oh, it doesn't really affect my life yeah. it doesn't affect how what I can change because like the only things I can change is locally so it's like maybe that's something I should like I think, think about like curiosity I feel like they do a lot of news on like 
local Edmonton things, they do it per city, <coughs> and it's not like negative news. It's usually things that are more centered around businesses or like events happening in the city. Oh, really? Yeah, that'd be I cool. Think that's pretty. That's a lot better than. I like. Um, I mean, maybe I'm old school. News. I, I like how this, for example, like this CTV news or global news, like the first page is just like a snapshot. Like, okay, two bad things, three good things, or something like that. Like a snapshot overall, what's going on. You search up Curiosity Edmonton. I've never actually looked at it on browser before. Curiosity.com slash Edmonton is telling you what the concert's coming in so far. 10 things to do. I like the things to do on the weekend. Yeah. That's usually pretty cool. Um, and then pop places to travel, jobs happening. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, um, I like the snapshot. As most people, I like headlines. I don't want to read into it sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to see like, okay, yeah, this is about what's going on around town. Uh, I, personally, I don't care too much, but I like I said, I do miss the whole reading the Metro News thing. I felt like I was very well informed about local oh, yeah. and the world back then um but now i'm just like in my own bubble and i don't really learn yeah. that shit anymore i feel like it's also one of those things that i paid attention to the smell because i like the smell of the newspaper oh really yeah fuck <laughs> kind of creepy i mean i think the newspaper is always a good backup in your bag though because um you spill anything in class <laughs> you just throw the fucking newspaper on you're like all right sacrificial newspaper now <laughs> i'm just gonna leave this newspaper on this desk and act like i just left it here yeah <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's one thing I kind of want to, I, I wouldn't say this is going to happen every podcast guys, but it's kind of cool once in a while. I just like throw that shit on. Uh, another thing that's cool is like, what holiday is it today? (laughs) (laughs) So one of them is the Orthodox New Year, which me and Viv just learned. There's the Julian calendar and the Gregorian calendar. Julian from Madagascar. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, pretty much if you guys want the TDLR or TLDR, um, the Julian Gregorian calendar is exactly the same, except the Julian calendar doesn't skip a leap year every hundred years or something like that. Like, there's something to it to make the Earth rotation proper around the sun for like the amount of time, like minutes and hours. Um, and the Gregorian one fixes it a bit more with that one extra leap year it doesn't skip. Um, that's the only difference between the two. There's a calendar that we have not adopted that completely negates the use of leap years right and like leap years and daylight savings and stuff like it's a more accurate calendar than the one that we have now so that we don't need to do like leap years or any of that shit but the only way would be like there would be like a half day one of the years right or every year there's like a quarter yeah, day like the days are slightly shorter yeah yeah yeah. i don't think that's happening i don't think you can convince people <laughs> to go away from the 24 o'clock though but anyways the reason why i'm saying that is that there's an orthodox new year that though is only celebrated on the julian calendar it's something weird but anyways today january 14th is an orthodox new year um, when this podcast is posted, which is January 27th, let's see what day holiday it is. Fuck, how do I search this? Holidays observed. All right, guys. Holiday around the world, January 27th. Is Auschwitz Liberation Day. Wow, that got dark really fast. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> January 27th is Auschwitz Liberation Day. It's Chocolate Cake Day. It's also the Holocaust Memorial Day in the UK. And, okay, yeah, January 27th 
I did not think of this, but I guess <laughs> it's not this funny. But is, uh, funny. yeah, it's also the Vietnam day. Peace Day. <laughs> it seems like a lot happened on January. International Day of Commemoration in memory of the victims of the Holocaust. Yeah. Um. I mean, or World Breast Pumping Day. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, World Breast Pumping Day. Uh, punch the Clock Day. Interesting. Find your local pregnant lady and, and pump it give it give it one pump for good luck <laughs> uh you did not hear that from the Shang Shang show. Day. uh but yeah that's the holiday on 27th <laughs> when this is going to be posted um respect your fellow wait is it 27th that yeah we 27th when this posted yeah respect your fellow jewish people i guess yeah um, that's all i can really say um, and then the last one I want to, oh, other than that, it's the, what is today is like the random holidays too, is to, on the 14th is the dress up your national dress up your pet day. I guess it's national. So it's only in Canada maybe, or maybe this is a U.S. site. So I'm not sure. Um, it's also feast of the ass day. Celebrate one it. of the Bible's unsung hero as we mark feast of the ass day. How is feast of the ass day <laughs> only have 892 shares? Yeah, dude. I thought people would be feasting on ass all day today. My favorite day. Um, National Sunday <laughs> Supper Day. Can't eat supper any other day, guys. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, organize your home day. Okay. Uh, what else is there? Unknown Citizens Day <laughs> in the Philippines. <laughs> okay. Oh, take a missionary to lunch day. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And today's Jason Bateman's birthday. I was searching famous birthdays, too. So today is Jason Bateman and LL Kuji's birthday. Um, that's the most recent uh, birthdays I guess back in the day I can't think of Mark Antony I don't know who that guy is I do quite like Jason Bateman as an actor yeah I think he's really good he's um generally like all the shows and movies that he acts in I'm not gonna pretend I understand filmography but I'm gonna use a term they use he has a really good range so oh, yes. he like he can play a very serious character but he can also play a really funny character yes Um, all all within the same year too uh, but no, I, I don't understand filmography that much, but I just know that I feel like he has a really good range. Like, I believe both characters. I believe his serious character and I believe his funny character. Oh my God. It's Kai's birthday from the K-pop BTS, star. I think. Uh, yeah. And then the last one I want to do as a random one is quote of the day. So this is into each life. Some rain must fall. Very interesting. What do you think of that? Viv? Sounds like some words. <laughs> <laughs> some words have been said by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. That's a very long what a name. name. That's a really fucking. That's a name. Have you ever thought of a name? That's a name, guys. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. In, British name. Last name. Yeah. Into each life, some rain must fall. Does that? Do you think that means like when you meet someone, there must be some hardship? Yeah, I think every life has hardship. <clears throat> Probably. But when the, the okay, like I'm trying to dissect this too though. Into each life. So does that mean when you enter someone's life, there must be some adversity? Or is it each person's life? I think it's like each person's life. Mm, okay. Will have hardship. Some adversity, some yeah. fucked upness. I heard this interesting perspective on hardship and developing character that i thought was pretty cool it was like okay if you want it if you think about hardship like this it feels like it's slightly easier to swallow or it's just a more interesting take in hardship and it was like okay if you were say god existed if you were god and you wanted 
this person to have these certain characteristics. Yeah. How would you get them to achieve or gain these certain characteristics? Like if you wanted them to be a hardworking person, you'd have to put them through something that would instill them to be hardworking. Or if you wanted right. them to be empathetic, then you'd probably have to put them through some like really emotionally heavy situations for them to learn about empathy. Or if you want them to be appreciative of what they have, then you probably have to put them in a situation where they have less than the people around them. Right. And then so that's how you get good qualities. In order In order to get good qualities, you have to go through bad times. And it's like the trade-off that you have to get in order to get those kind of qualities. I thought that was pretty cool. Right. It's like take. if you want integrity, you have to be through some very difficult ethical situation, right? That's yeah. the only way to be, have integrity. Yeah. I wonder if that works the same. Train it well. If that works the same reverse, like, because that test could go one way or the other, mm. right? And it could go the other way too. And it could create, create bad qualities, right? Because it's like, if you have, okay, this sounds mean, but I feel like this happens a lot, especially with uh, immigrants, is that if you want people with a scarcity mentality, you have to make them go through a time where they're always in scarcity then they have that scarcity mentality where they're very selfish and they just want not scarcity mentality as in they're selfish but like they think of life as a zero-sum game where it's like your gain is someone else's loss so therefore their person's loss is your gain or that there's never enough yeah yeah but then the what creates that is a long duration or period of scarcity right and Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of people struggling goes through that so when they come out of it they want some of them get to the point where they think you know they're a bit more selfish and stuff like that. And they believe in the zero sum game. Whereas others, they go through that and they see the joy of the world and they see how, you know, everyone can gain from that. Right. Yeah. That's true. It's, <clears throat> it's a fine balance. Yeah. I mean, it won't be easy playing God. Um, I wouldn't do much. I would let evolution take its place. If, 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 if God was a thing and I had that superpower, I would at least at the very least, like this is something that made me not so much believe or be more apathetic than not or agnostic, sorry, agnostic than not, was that, like, it feels so unfair to have a baby be born into this world and be sick as fuck. Yeah. Or have, like, people be born into situations that are so unfair, just completely unfair, like, you're just born to suffer. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Well, it's like, uh, I'm not sure this is true, but I feel like this may be for some, is that when you see, like, child labor and shit like that, I think the people there were like question is there God because what God would do this yeah right? exactly it's like what God would want would allow this to happen right would not uh, smite the people who are doing harm to these children right yeah exactly um, or so sometimes that, when yeah things are just completely unfair and like bad people get treated or get like better lives or get treated better it's like what the fuck yeah uh, I I agree I think it's tough I think the best way to do is just let evolution take its place unfortunately um, I do unfortunately i do also believe in like the simulation theory i think it's a thing i do also think it's a thing um i do think we are potentially in a simulation or if not we will create the first simulation either or do you believe in coincidences then everything's a simulation oh interesting so like maybe no yeah i still i I still think so i think everything's a simulation but it's still a probabilistic simulation so like it's a simulation that this will probably happen, but there's a chance it won't. Um, do you remember from everything, everywhere, all at once? 
You know how you do the very unprobabilistic thing and you jump into a different dimension and all that shit? It's not exactly like that what I believe, but what I'm saying is like, I do believe everything is probabilistic. Is mm-hmm. that even though it's a simulation, and this is similar to all simulations, like there's still probability of something not happening or something happening. Mm-hmm. It's just the higher chance you have everything happening at near 100% that you have a very accurate simulation, right? How would you feel if you continuously had a whole bunch of like coincidences happen? Like... The least probable scenario was always something that happened like frequently in your life. Mm, I'd buy a lottery ticket probably. Oh really? Yeah, I'd probably buy a lottery ticket. I'd, I'd test it out a little bit. I'd be like, all right, fine. If this is going to happen, let's see if it's going to happen. Um, and then, I don't know. I would just think, I, I do, even though I don't believe in a God, I do believe yeah. in fate. Um, so I still feel like, for example, I felt like it was fate for me and you to meet each other. Yeah. Like, I feel like there was as much of you know, opportunity and all that stuff and like coincidence and stuff. I feel like it was just fate. It was fate yeah. that I met the, the people I meet. Um, and it's a very weird thing to explain. It's like really hard to explain that. It's like, no, I, I don't believe in there's a God still, but I still believe that, you know, for some reason our paths had to intersect. I, I, I believe in that too. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's weird because even though I don't believe in God, I still believe there's something yeah. not pers- like a higher power, I would say, but that would just be like fate intertwining and shit. Yeah. Not- I get what you mean. Kind of like, in some ways, what is going to happen has what's going to happen is or has already been like decided in some ways, but also not. Kind, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, like what I think is like, like the chances of me meeting you was probably like a ninety-five percent probabilistic thing. So like, mm-hmm. there's a, still a five percent probability that I never meet you. We never start this podcast, mm-hmm. but. Um, I felt like it was fate and there's still a chance that it didn't happen, but it just happened, right? So I don't know, it's it's weird too because um like I can't explain it. I, I know a lot of people who are very religious. Or okay, I know people who are either very religious or very not religious always like explanation for things, but I feel like yeah, eighty or ninety percent of the population kind of lives in the middle. Where they're like, we believe it a little bit, but we still believe the other side a little bit too, right? We're yeah, not yeah. like completely devoted to one thing or the other. Like, I'm not completely negating the the chance that this yeah. part could be true. Yeah, and it's really like you know what science can't explain, you fall to religion, right? Yeah, and then we also understand that some of religion is just story too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that's very interesting. Uh, do you believe? Like, I guess you believe the same thing, kind of thing. Mostly, I think that it seems like yeah, there's some things that are like somewhere written in like the twin towers had to fall okay if it was not the plane it was the it it was not the jet fuel (laughs) it was it was someone else it was something else but it had to fall maybe or like some some catastrophic event had to happen oh i see in some ways because the world had to move in this direction or you had to experience this but the way that you experience this or the catalyst event for you to experience this could be like this or this or this abc yeah but then eventually you'll still go down this path or this general path or whatever very interesting because i I remember reading in a book it's like if that didn't happen all these other things would happen would which would have been worse so it's like what we have right now is the better of the worst possibly or also if that didn't happen another catastrophe may have happened to replace that yeah um so like it was bound like that day was bound for a catastrophic event it was just one or the other kind of thing very interesting yeah i think overall though (coughs) you my belief is that you generally, generally within your control to like make whatever happened in your life happen. Yeah. Like the general direction and shit like that. 
there's a, I think I said this before, but there's a book that I read from Stephen King. Um, forgot the name. Oh, it's uh, 1963. Um, that's JFK's uh, assassination. Mm-hmm. But it's very interesting because how the book works is that the guy goes back in time. And when he tries to change something, if it's something small, like he buys a Coke instead of a Sprite or something like that, right? Zero effects. But if he tries to prevent someone from dying, um, coincidence would happen to prevent him from preventing that. So for example, if you were to drive over to tell someone that, he would get a flat, right? Just by chance, he would get a flat. Mm. And all of a sudden, there'd be traffic jam or all of a sudden, there's all these things that happen, right? I heard this is called a burnt toast theory. Oh, is that that what it's called? That's cool because I feel like like in a sci-fi world, that feels very uh, probable. Yeah. Right? It feels like that's something in a sci-fi world would probably happen is that if you tried to go and fuck with shit, it's gonna like fate, let's just say, not specific God, will try to prevent you from going and doing that thing that has already been written in stone uh-huh. kind of thing. Uh, yeah. so. It's like, yeah, like the burnt toast theory is, okay, if one day you're making a piece of toast and you happen to burn your toast and you're like, oh, I was just going to make this toast before I headed out the house. Now I need to take like an extra two minutes right. to like remake this piece of toast. Yeah. And perhaps because you spent that two minutes making that piece of toast, you didn't get in a car accident that you would have gotten into if you left the house two minutes earlier or something mm, yeah, like that. Like, yeah, there's yeah. always a reason for everything. Very, very interesting. I like I like um, pondering about that sometimes because it's kind of cool. Mm. It's kind of like, uh, for example, when something bad happens to me, it's like, oh, if I left a minute earlier, a minute later, that bad thing may or may not have happened, right? Um, and you kind of like think of that too, right? Yeah. Uh, but I feel like you always think about it in the bad sense. You never really think about it in a good sense or very rarely you think of a good sense. I think about it in a good sense most oh, really? of the time, I feel. So it's like if you, for example, see someone exactly there at that exact time. It's like, oh, if I left a minute earlier or a minute later, I wouldn't have seen that person. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't really think of it. I don't think of that those good things in that in that way very often. Right. I think my my general conclusion for things like if I experience something crazy and like negative or something like that, it's usually like, oh well, this is a nice lesson that I'm gonna learn. Yeah. Or this is a crazy story I can tell now. I feel like when I was younger, I always was like kept pondering about the possibility of the others but as I grew up it's more like I just accept the fate and yeah just, just accept on. it and how to move forward yeah I think so too alright we got a little bit of time left we got about like half an hour left let's uh let's uh, I wanna save this other question I was gonna talk about to maybe our solo podcast and let's talk about this one what is uh oh this I think we're gonna go with this one. So what is the difference between falling in love and being in love? This is a table topics question. So we like to grab these table topics question where we don't have much that we want to talk about. We just want to like ponder about random stuff. Um, to me, what is what do you want to start? What is different? What is the difference between falling in love and being in love? I feel like one is <coughs> the first step, and one is a step where. You maintain. Yeah. I think like, it sounds weird, but like one is like a verb and the other one is like, one is like doing something and one is like the status quo. In my yeah. Opinion. Like being. Yeah. Like I think, um, for example, falling in love. It's active form in some ways. It's, it's also, uh, I think it's like learning. So like when you meet someone, 100% sure you're not going to love everything about them. Yes. Uh, but to love them, you must love all of them. So, like, it's kind of weird, right? It's a, it's a contradictory. You're not, you're like, guaranteed you won't love everything about them, 
But to truly love them, you have to love all of them. I agree. Right? So then you have to love something you don't love, but then I feel like that's the act of falling in love, is loving something you may not love, which is the traits that you may not love about them, but you love them as a whole. Oh, really? I was going to classify it like the opposite way. Oh, okay, okay. Like I was going to say being in love is when you actually accept a person as a whole. Okay. Like their negative traits and their good traits. Okay. Whereas falling in love is when you only look at their positive traits. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. The way too. that I see it is that like it seems like when you're falling in love, it's either at the beginning stages of yeah a relationship or whatever it be. When you like experience something nice or experience something good, or you learn something good about the other person, and you yes. can actively feel yourself being more like committed or yeah, just falling more in love with whatever traits that you're seeing. Uh-huh. But it's not usually like, oh, you have a fight. And then you're like, oh, I fall more in love with this person. Mm. Or you find out that you guys disagree on something. You're like, oh, I fall more in love with this person. Or you go through some turbulent times. Like in the actual turbulent time itself, I don't feel like you'd be like, oh, I'm falling so much more in love. But if you're in love, like being in love with the person, then you've already like kind of accepted their negative traits as a whole. Mm. Or you're like, okay, this is like another argument, but like I know we're gonna get through this because ABC, blah blah, all that stuff. Like it's more solid to be in love than to fall in love. I feel. I see. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I. I literally thought of it completely opposite as you. I thought of like. This is how I think of it. If, if you think about timeline progression, like when you first meet someone, I wouldn't say fall in love. You like them, et cetera, et cetera. But then yeah. when you fall in love, you start to realize that. For me, you start to realize that there are parts of them you may not like, but you have to love them as a whole. The good mm-hmm. and the bad all taken together. That's my thought process of falling in love. And then being in love is like a constant state of not needing to fall for that anymore. You like you're be you're in that you're you're not even thinking about that anymore. You're just enjoying that presence. Yes. Uh, oh, where like th- that's what I mean as in, like, it's like like learning about them, their bads and their goods. Yeah, versus being it, in love, you're you're already there. Yeah, yeah. It's like when I thought about, I thought it was like falling in love is the action of. So I think whenever you fall in love with someone, this is purely of like human to human interaction, or maybe even sometimes human to animal, but mainly like sentient to sentient being. Um, you have to almost change yourself a little bit. Uh, not like the core of who you are, but you have to change your thought and your thought process a little bit to truly fall in love with them. And then the act of being in love with them is like uh, your presence with them just brings joy without any explanation or action required. That That's how I think of it. Obviously, this question is open-ended. Like we can think of it in two totally different, but two completely correct ways too, right? right? Um, that's how I thought about two. And I actually think about when I say sentient ascending being, it could also be different from like me loving for example, cheese. So like when I fall in love with cheese, I learn all the intricacies of it and how difficult it may become. And then when I'm being in love with it, I just enjoy oh, it. I just enjoy... Suddenly, cheese is so much more attractive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like when I'm being in love with something non-sentient, it's like I don't even have to think about the enjoyment of it. I just enjoy it, if that makes sense. So it's like... Uh, Okay, let's let's take cheese out. Falling in love with volleyball it would be like learning how complex and difficult the sport is, and how unique it is, and how different it is from every other sport. Like, why why do you fall in love with volleyball compared to hockey? Well, it's just a different sport, and these are the intricacies of why I love it, right? Yeah. And then being in love with it is like being in the action of it and just enjoying the moment of it, not having to think about all those intricacies now, just enjoying oh. the action. That's that's my thought process, right? Yeah. Like, I guess maybe I generalize it to both uh, sentient and non sentient when I thought of yeah, the question yeah. too. 
Yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't even think of non-sentient things. Yeah, because, like, uh, I mean, it, like, sorry, there's an order for me. It's, like, humans, and then there's, like, animals, like my dog. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I love my dog, and I love him almost just as much as any human, but yeah. I still understand the connections of humans is different from a human and an animal. Um, my dog is, like, exact same level as my family. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Taro is, but at the same time, like, if you put a gun to my head and be like your sister your dog i'm like well you know like my sister just take me instead yeah (laughs) like i would hate it but it's like it's still you know this is my blood relative my family or someone not even just blood relative someone i have like a i don't know it's 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 tough to explain because i feel like animals do create a very strong emotional bond with people Mm. um but i wouldn't say it's stronger or weaker than one with human to human i just feel like it's just different and then I would have that slight ranking there. Damn, I actually would have such a hard time answering that question. Really? Like, would you eat your dog or would you eat your family member? If you guys are starving? Just starve and die. Yeah, I mean, that would be the most honorable thing to do, I think. But I, I, I've never been that hungry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I've never been that hungry before. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, we think of this hypothetical, but we've never been in that state, right? Like, would you do this True. or that? But then you've never been in, like, such desperate state, right? True. But even in the scenario of, like, thinking, like, okay, if someone held a gun to my dog or, like, my sister's head, I, I think... Like, shoot me instead, right? Yeah, I think... But if they're like, oh, no, you have to pick one. Yeah, it'd be tough. Yeah. It, I, it, I, can't, I don't even want to answer the question. I don't even want to, like, allow my brain to process that question far enough to find out an answer. I, I mean, this is... I mean, this is a really good thought experiment, though, because, like, you kind of think about it on the on the value side, too. Like, it sounds kind of mean that I'm trying to, like, trying to put this into, like, a number or something, but but you truly have to think about it on the value side, as in, like, my dog, say, is, like, six, seven, maybe even eight years old. So he's only going to live another four or five years. My sister might live for another, like, 30, 40 years, right? It's like, <laughs> what? fucking what? imagine if you think, like, sorry, my dog has to go, and the next day your sibling just, like, gets a stroke. Oh, yeah, and like, just dies. Are you fucking kidding? I should have fucking killed you. <laughs> you motherfucker. But You're a train smoker. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking sibling just kills himself. Yeah. After that. I love that dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be that'd be pretty bad. But I mean, yeah, there's like the I feel like people don't want to be put into that position, but I feel like I always like logic experiments and sometimes I I think about that too, right? It's like, it sucks, but like, it is true. My dog may or may not pass in the next four years, whereas my sibling will not, will most <laughs> likely not pass in the next yeah. 20 years, right? So it's like, I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. Like, I personally love my dog too, like, like a lot. Like, I, I'm, I dread, but I have already thought of like the day that Taro may or may not be here, right? Like, it, it will happen one day. Um, Every single time I think about how much I love Lumi, I also think about how one day she's not gonna be here, and I'm like happy and sad at the same time. Yeah, like it'll be devastating. But I think what kind of makes me more okay with it is what my friends always said. It's like the life is only so short, so like every time you hang out with them and play with them and treat them well, that's like spending years with a family member in in relative in relativity, right? Mm-hmm. So if your dog only lives ten years, every year is like ten human years, right? For example, if normal human lives to 100. So that means every full year you play with them, which is impossible, but like every full year cumulatively you play with them is like almost 10 years of, for them, how they feel, it would be like 10 years of playing with them, right? Yeah, that's true. So it feels kind of nice, right? Like it makes me feel a lot, a bit less sad that 
hey, I know he's going to go one day, but at least I'm, my goal is always to make his life as happy as possible. Yeah. Right. Um, think about it. Like, what if you like left him at home for so long? Then, yeah. Then it's also 10 times that amount. Yeah. And that's like something I, I mean, I always get joked at and made fun of, but like, I remember when I first got Tara, I'm always like, oh, I have to go home now. I want to like, like my dog's home and stuff. Yeah. And I want to like, but at the same time, I always think back and I never really regret saying those things because I was like, it's true. Like, I want to make sure he's not by himself for that long. Right. Yeah. I think like true dog owners all understand. Like I try to bring Lumi almost everywhere I go with me if I can. Yeah. But I also think about it on his sense too, because I know sometimes he's not comfortable with a certain situation. I know like part of it's me being a bad owner, not training him to be comfortable in those situations. But at the same time, he's already five. So I'm like, I think he likes what he likes at this point. And I'm just going to like let him love what he loves as much as he can love it Mm -hmm. rather than try to change him to what other people expect a good dog should be. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that kind of comes into play in my head too. I'm like, well, you know what? To me, he's happy. He's a good dog. I'll just let him do what he likes to do and we'll hang out and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of my mentality. I, I do agree. Like, yeah, I could have been a better, like, this is my first time having a dog, right? Just like anyone's first time having a dog. It's like, you make mistakes and some of these mistakes you can't really change. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that's what I think too. And I do think like, I mean, I'm not trying to sell short the bond a human has with a dog, but when, when you talk about it in that sense, it's kind of like, fuck, you know, if I had to pick between like a human family member and a dog, it's kind of tough depending on how emotionally bonded I am to that human too. Right. I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, anyways, the act of the different that's what I think of difference falling in love being in love. I think yours is just the same too. When you're saying like falling in love is like a very beginning steps of a relationship. Yeah, and it feels more active to fall in love. Like it's a, like I feel like even though even after you've been dating someone or been with someone for years or you really have gotten to know them, you can still experience falling in love. Yeah. Yeah. But I think being in love is more like a a state of being yeah or like a lifestyle and like a routine that you guys have yeah i i think the biggest thing for me is like falling in love is uh it's more habitual yeah like I, it's so for me it's like actively changing myself a little bit uh. to love because like i said you had to love all of it right yeah um i feel like loving the good parts is easy it's easy peasy you can love the good parts any day all day and that's too easy but like loving all of it even with the bad parts is like an act of me saying like okay i have to change my perception or a part of me a part of my mentality to love all of what this is yes and that's true love yeah yeah and that's what that's why i think it's like it's a lot of hard work and it's it's important but i think that's the action of finally loving someone Mm. and stuff i agree that's pretty cool what's uh when's the last time you fell in love with anything sentient non-sentient whatever it might be it might be yogurt it might be fucking lumi it might be anything right um actually okay let's let's make it let's let's go to that question after when's the first time you knew you fell in love with your dog the first time i would say probably like okay and before i tell my story when i first got lumi i actually didn't really like her I actually was like, fuck, this is a mistake. Because I, I wasn't the one who initiated the idea to get a dog. And I just thought, okay, yeah, sure. It's, it's a cute thing that we could do. I can like take on the responsibility and all that stuff. And it's fine. This could be fun. But then within the first week, I also had two dogs in the beginning. So within the first week, I was like, 
this is too much fucking work. <laughs> I actually absolutely hate this. I, I've lost so much sleep this week. This is not fucking worth it. Yeah. All I do is fucking cry and break things and chew on things. Oh my God, it's not worth it. And then eventually, because of how much of a change I had to put in my schedule, I like hated it in the beginning because I was like, oh, this is such a mistake of an idea. This is yeah, too much um, responsibility. It's too much time constraints. I have to always make sure I can't leave the house for like more than two hours because, oh, they're this age, this many months. Okay, she, she can hold her bladder for this long. Yeah, okay, yeah. That means I have to be have to be home at around this time or like I have to make sure I'm always around this time but all that stuff. It just felt like a nuisance at first. Yeah. Yeah. Complete nuisance. And then whenever she like shat somewhere or like peed somewhere or like oh this she she ripped up another carpet or oh she chewed up this other wire or oh, we can't even replace this thing. You had to buy a whole new like this whole new electronic or whatever because they don't sell the replacement wires for this. I would look at her and I'd be like you are so fucking annoying. Oh my god. <laughs> And it, it just got so annoying or like chew holes in my clothes or like in my new shoes or whatever. And it, it was so annoying. And then I remember one day, this was probably like a month later when I was just so tired and I was waiting for Lumi to go to sleep. And I was just trying to like, I was still trying to crate chain her at this point. And I was just sitting there with her trying to get her to go in the crate. And she kept like running around and like crying. And we we're sitting inside our like caged off area. And I just kept looking at her and then she was like whining and crying and then she came and just laid on my lap and fell asleep that way. And I was like, why am I being so harsh to this thing? Because it's such, it's just a baby. Yeah. I was like, it's learning for the first time too. And then I think like I just sat there and like watched her sleep for a bit. And then, and then that was definitely the time when like my heart just had, a, I just had a change of heart. And I was like, oh, she's just a baby. Just learning everything for the first time. I'm sure the world is probably really scary or like learning how to use a crate or like obviously I wasn't potty trained when I first came out too. And I was like, okay, I need to have a lot more empathy for this thing. And then my love for Lumi grew like fucking crazy. Now I can't imagine my life without her. Yeah. I think that's relatively similar to me. Like the first week was chaos. It's yeah. like you get zero sleep. He's crying yeah. all the time. Would you make, like, when you think about it, it makes sense. Like, you just ripped him from his mother's <laughs> yeah, arms. Like, where the fuck am I <laughs> yeah. in this new house? Like, he's so used to, like, sleeping with his siblings and mothers and yeah. stuff. And then all of a sudden, you just take him away. Um, and then I don't think I have a specific story attached to it. I think it was just, like, I'm pretty sure it was, like, two or three months in. I was like, he is so delicate. He must be protected. And I love him yeah. so much kind of thing. Um, and I think that was when I was like, okay, yeah, like this is, I, I actually think I didn't realize how much you could love him until like probably like six months in, but yeah. like, I think like after the first three months I knew like, okay, I, I love this, this thing, this, this animal. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't until six months in, I was like, wow, like I don't, like I never knew my love could progress that much with something for like, like it's so different than like loving another human. Yeah. So I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like for me as a first time dog owner, it's like, wow, this is a very different thing. Kind of like your child. Exactly. Right. Um, I think it must be like, probably like, cause like, I don't know. I actually feel like crate training is kind of shit. Um, everyone, all the vets like, yeah, you should do it for all these reasons. But then I also think back, I'm like, that's cause you have to put your dog in a cage for eight hours a day. But yeah, like, it doesn't necessarily mean I have to put my dog in. And then when I started learning those things, I want to start learning like, yeah, it's his first time doing all this. I start to realize, like, yeah, he's him. He's his own personality, and I have to, like, learn these things. And yeah. that's when I really, like, really, like, oh, like, I love dogs, but I love him. 
right yeah yeah and that was a that was a big difference that was a change of mind that was me falling in love and changing like i love dogs before but i love him specifically was when i was like oh okay like this is different uh and yeah it's good i like it i think every prospective parent should just get a dog first i agree just test it out you know it's pretty stressful stressful as fuck in the beginning and it's also weird when you look back because now when i look back i'm like i would do it again i would 100 percent, 100 percent do it again because i like miss that phase now yeah like i would be excited to get another dog yeah because i feel like i've learned so much that i can like tune things so well for this new dog uh-huh. to make it as easy of a transition like make it less stressful for both me and the dog right? i agree um, I actually asked my other parents recently. They're like, no, 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 we don't want another dog. I was like, God damn. I mean, I understand. It's their house, their rules kind of thing. Yeah. But if I ever got my own place and stuff and I had Taro still, I'd be like, I'm definitely getting another dog. Oh, yeah, me too. 100%. Yeah. But no, I no, be, knowing and being at home, I understand. It's like, okay, this is my parents' place. I have to respect it. I have to respect what they think and stuff. Yeah. Right? Um, it's a weird question. Same question. But like, when's the last time you um knew you loved your parents? The last, oh, I would say, uh, or being, sorry, it's not last. The first time, I mean, first or last, I guess. Well, whatever story you want to tell, I would say the last time that I really felt the impact of the love that my parents had for me and the love that I had for them, or like gratitude that I had for them. I would say it would be around like two years ago ish mm-hmm. when I was really sad and going through shit. Like all throughout my life, I always tried to not cry in front of people because I just don't like it when people i feel like when you cry in front of people there's a sense of like sympathy that they show you and, and you i just don't want, like pity don't, or sympathy pity or whatever okay. i just don't want it because i'm like oh i don't want to worry someone else or i don't want people to like i don't want to damper someone's day just because i'm going through my own shit and i can't control myself from crying or whatever i just don't like it and then so like growing up i always try to prevent myself from like showing my parents that i'm sad or i'm going through anything or that i'm crying and because I also don't want them to worry. But then like two years ago when I was going through shit and I was really depressed. I remember there's this one time when I just did not care. Because it was like one of the lower points of that time. And I, I was just like laying on the kitchen floor like bawling my eyes out. I didn't really care like who heard me or who saw or anything like that. Yeah. And then my whole family <laughs> like my parents and my sister came down and they all like surrounded me. And then like I held on to my mom while I like cried in her lap literally I felt like a child I felt like a baby again and then I was just like crying on the kitchen floor like crying in her lap and then like my parents and my like my dad was around me and my sister was around me and then they just stayed there with me for the whole it was like two hours that I just kept fucking crying like just bawling my eyes out and like wailing like I was a baby and then after that they just like sat around me and just kept like talking to me and saying all these things that they love about me and like how much they're there for me and all that stuff and then I felt like that was like a very key, maybe pivotal milestone, whatever you want to call it, moment for me because I've never been that emotionally vulnerable with my parents like ever yeah. in my life. And I've never felt that like, oh, they're like actually fully here for me in that way. Like I feel like my my dad isn't a traditional parent growing up, like a traditional Asian parent. Like I heard, I love you all the time. I got hugs all the time. Yeah. And I heard like, good job. I'm proud of you. All that shit all the time growing up. But then I felt like this was like a, like completely different in that way. Because like when I was growing up, I used to cry a lot. Actually, my dad would always be there for me and we would have like talks and stuff like that because I used to cry about like 
anything that I'd be worried about. But then to have my mom also be there and do that, and then my sister also do that, because growing up, I always acted like the older sister, so I would be there for her. Yeah. And then I would just have a strong face in front of her, so she was never really like there for me in that way. But then to have my mom and my sister and my dad do that for me, I was like, man, I feel so much love and like all that's for them. So I feel like that was the last time that I felt like, okay, I really like it redefined the depth of the love that I have for my parents. And my mm, yeah. that's so nice. I feel like um, <laughs> my parents are like the traditional Asian parents. Yeah. So like my dad was like won't really ever talk with that stuff. Or ever really like say I love you or anything stuff like that. Like, but I, I always knew it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my mom would be like the traditional, maybe not traditional, but like the nagging mom love. The uh-huh. like she loves you, but she nags you about stuff oh, because yeah. she loves you, right? Yes. She's like, you know, go wear a jacket when you go out. It's cold, yes. or like make sure you're no, make sure you do this this time and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I, I've always been appreciative of them because they never really they always gave me the freedom I needed uh, to do whatever I wanted. I think the last time I really felt it was either during my. I want to say it's been a while. I think maybe during my graduation too. Because I felt like I knew they were proud of me uh, without them needing to say it. Because I know they won't really say it. It's just the Asian parent way. But I knew they were proud that, hey, I'm not as bad as it may have turned out otherwise, right? Um, And then other than that, I don't know. Like I I think sometimes when I'm at my loneliest in life, I always appreciate when they like are willing to just hang out. Uh-huh. Like sometimes I'm lonely, but I'd also don't want to like hang out with anyone and I'm forced to hang out with my parents and stuff. And yeah. then later on, I realize how appreciative I'm of that. I'm like, Oh, like I needed to just not only be with my thoughts. Just like, yeah. Yeah. How do you hang out with your parents in those cases? Like, do you ask them to go out to eat or something? Like um, yeah. Sometimes we go out to eat together. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, this was like teenage years, so I feel like it's kind of skewed, but like sometimes you get a little lonely as a teenager, you know, the angsty teen phase and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so I was really appreciative when we went to Body Worlds together because I really wanted to see the museum, but none of my friends wanted to go and shit and all that stuff. So they yeah. went with me and that was really cool. That was the one where they sliced up the human, you see, Brains like, yeah, and shit. yeah, and you see the inside of it all. I thought yeah. that was really cool. That was a really cool experience because one, like, it was as cool, if not even cooler, than how I imagined it would have been. Yes. And then two, I got to like show my parents that stuff because they probably would never go if I didn't convince them to go with me and stuff. Uh, so I think that was, that was probably, I think recently not, I don't know, like it's weird. Like I know that I can always count on them and stuff, but there's no like one thing or one action. Like I know they're always reliable and stuff. And I, I know it works both ways. Like they always rely on me on a lot of things too. Um, so the, obviously, not obviously, but there wasn't anything dramatic like, how your kind of story was well. <laughs> my life has a lot of dramatic things. Uh, but it was just like, I don't know, just knowing that, you know, they're willing to, I feel like their unconditional willingness to not give a shit of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I would kind of word it. They just like, let me be. And it's yeah. kind of, I know that's their way of, I know factually that's how I know they love me is that they don't care if I have a job, a good job, a bad job, whatever it is, as long as I'm happy, that's all they care about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like they always ask, they always ask like, you know, if I'm happy where I'm at and all that stuff. But I know at the end of the day, it's tough for them because they'll never understand the things I do. Like maybe they would, uh, parts of it, but maybe not in their lifetime, they'll truly understand what I do for a living and stuff. Because it's just kind of convoluted for them, right? Like it's, I'm not saying they're dumb or anything like that. It's just like, I can say I'm an engineer, but I don't technically design things. I don't technically do these things. Yeah, just yeah. a little odd, right? 
but yeah, I think I think just the fact that yeah, they just unconditionally don't give a shit what I do is very nice. That freedom and stuff. Like fully accepting you and whatever you want to do with your life. Yeah. How about uh with your sibling and stuff? <clears throat> uh I feel like why are my, all my moments really dramatic? <laughs> this is oh, I've always been pretty close to my sister, I would okay. say, growing up. Yeah, we yeah, never yeah. we weren't the siblings I ever really fought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ever really. Like I kinda like teased and bullied my sister a little, but like yeah. in a fun way, you know? Yeah. Like like she wouldn't have like trauma or anything. She'd just be like, You're being mean to me again. Yeah. Type of yeah. stuff. Um, but I remember why are my all mine so depressing? I remember this one time in high school, like grade ten. Yeah. I think it was like grade ten or grade nine. It was when my my parents were both in the hospital, and me and my sister were just like laying in laying in bed to, beside each other, like talking about like, oh, this is like kind of scary of a moment, kind of hard. Like, oh, what are we gonna do for orphans and all that stuff like that? And then me and my sister also have no like physical contact ever. Like, we're not the type of sisters yeah. that hug and shit like that. But I remember that time, like, I, like, held her hand, and I was like, hey, no matter what happens, like, I'll always be there for you. And then she was like, yeah, no matter what happens, I'll always be there for you. And we just, like, stayed there and, like, held hands. And I know we were both, like, crying, but, like, like silently crying. We were just looking up at the ceiling and just, like, talking about, like, oh, if this this happens to our life because our parents pass away, then we'll make sure we got each other in this way and that way and all that stuff. And I felt like that was one of the highlighting moments of when I was like, oh. Yeah, um, even though I don't like, wouldn't call my sister like my best friend. Yeah, she, I would definitely say that was one of the highlighting moments of when I was like, "Oh yes, me and my sister really do love each other in this way." Oh damn! I think mine's not as yeah, mine's definitely not as dramatic. <laughs> yeah, I think mine. I, I there's a, so I was always very close to my sister. Um, so there's probably a lot of moments, but I think the one that stood out the most in terms of recent times was like the time. Um, this was when I broke up with my ex. Yeah. And that was because she cheated on me. And then I was crying and I was like, calling my sister and I was like telling her about it. I, I, I didn't really say many words. I just told her the gist of it and shit. Yeah. And then I was crying and I was telling her, I was like, can you just like gather all her shit and I can just like give it back to her so I don't have to like have them around me. And then she just did it without even like asking any questions or something. And then she just you know, pretty much helped me as much as she could through the process and stuff. And yeah. she like always had my back through that. So I was pretty, like, I was really appreciative. Like I always knew like me and her were always super tight anyways. Um, but yeah, that was like a reinforcing moment, let's say. Um, and then the other one was, I mean, so she had like, I don't want to air all her struggles and stuff, but like she was, she had a time where like she had her wedding plan, but she didn't feel like it was the right timing. Everything was kind of off and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, her and, my brother-in-law came in my room and they were crying and they're like saying like, like, you know, we just don't want to do it now and stuff. But it was hard for them because like they didn't want to like, you know, there's family and expectations and all that yeah. stuff. And then, I mean, at that moment I knew like she trusted me the most of everyone in the world. So like I was the one who like, you know, helped her through all that and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then for my brother, I actually always had a rocky relationship with my brother. I think the two things that kind of helped solidify my knowledge of like our love for each other is uh, one, like, for his wedding, I was, like, pretty much, you know, giving a speech and all that stuff. And that kind of, like, I don't know. It, it's, like, you think back to all memories and stuff and you really appreciate him as who he is and how it is. And although the relationship sucked a lot in the past, it's, like, 
doesn't change what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. And then another key moment, and probably even more key than just his wedding and being there for him and stuff like that, is like, I remember one time my mom telling me like, I don't know if my mom set this up or my brother actually said this because I never really questioned it. Uh, I always just assumed like she wasn't going to lie about something this serious, but mm-hmm. she might because I know my mom's kind of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> kind of sketchy, you know. Uh, but she was telling me like, yeah, um, your brother has asked me before, like he feels regret for not treating me better when we were kids because he wants a better relationship with me, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the moment I was like, okay, like he's willing to admit that there are issues then I have to be big enough to admit that, you know, there are issues on my side too. Right? Yeah. And that moment was like, okay. Like that was when I like internalized and understood like, okay, like this is a two-way street. Like this fucked up relationship was because we both always like resented parts of each other. But now is not the time to keep that, right? Now is the time to like let that go and like figure stuff out for the future. Um. So that was kind of like at that moment. So like, I think now no issues really. Me and my brother's pretty close now and stuff. Uh, not as close as I've been with my sister because I've always been really close with her yeah. but like I've always just been very happy with things like sometimes there's drama between siblings too so like either between mm-hmm. my brother and my sister or my brother and me or me and my sister and stuff um, and drama within the family but I always tell anyone who ever, ever tells me any drama with my family I was like dude like I'm a f- I live a very happy life Leave me the fuck alone for oh, I'm the exact same. <laughs> I'm like, I don't I don't even want to know about this. I'm the exact like, same. Until, unless it's like physically hurting that person, I don't want to know about this shit. I don't want anything to do with drama. Yeah, my sister's a lot closer to my parents, like actively closer in their yeah. like active day-to-day life than I am. And then sometimes she comes to me, she's like, Oh my god, guess what happened yesterday? I'm like, I do not want to know. <laughs> Do not tell me. Dude, that's exactly, <laughs> shit. That's exactly the same with my sister. It's not going to affect me. Yeah. Just delete that message are you going to tell me or like tell me something else. Like sometimes my sister will come and be like, oh my God, did you hear what the, what, what aunt said? I was like, I don't, I don't. Like don't yeah. even start. I don't even yeah. know this. I was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I was like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I, I, I was like, I was telling I was like, I go to work in the morning. I come home. I work out. I come home again. I live, I live a nice life, <laughs> yeah. okay? I live happily. Me and Taro, we just <laughs> hang out. We don't need this. That's me too. <laughs> or my sister one day would be like, so you like, you notice how mom and dad haven't been talking? I'm like, what? <laughs> I have no idea, bro. Yeah. I don't fucking care. Yeah, my sister would always tell me that. She'd be like, oh my God, I hate whatever for doing this. I was like, I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't care. I don't know. Like, the answer's no. The answer's yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You need help in this way, that no. way, or whatever. You ain't gonna find it here. Yeah. You want empathy, sympathy, none yeah. of that. It's not gonna I'm, be here. I'm not giving any of this. I've been in this rabbit hole too many times in my life exactly. to learn. I've learned my lesson. You know, it's exactly. like happiness is on the other side of this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um Okay, before we end it off, what do you think what do you think that is? What do you think drama how do you think drama is created? I actually think it's created. I don't think it's uh I think I think uh, a few things people give too much of a fuck yeah yeah uh people don't like to confront things yeah, yeah. like you can confront and say things but i feel like drama cause a lot of drama happens when you don't like talk to the person that you have an issue with and 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 say exactly what your issue is yeah for sure instead you like go around and tell person a b c three whatever whatever or you like come up with this this conclusion that conclusion this conclusion and you don't tackle the actual problem itself or you don't talk to the actual person itself yeah 
And then I feel like some people just like drama too. Yeah. I do know some people that just like drama. So they like to like feed into the less likely scenario or not give someone the benefit of the doubt or like they'd rather have drama than solutions. I 100% um, girls with drama are probably more exciting to date. Probably. There's just more going on. There's just shit. Yeah, there's just fires to put more out. More exciting or there's just less shit, boring. Fire to put out all the time, probably. Yeah. Um, and with compared to girls without girls with drama, it's just you know what do you do today? My fucking job. <laughs> right? like, like what do you mean? <laughs> I went to work. I worked exactly. out and I went home. Right. Uh, but I feel like girls with drama is always something, right? Yeah. Um, I I think for my opinion, it boils down to two things. Um, number one is pride. I think pride is like the cause of most drama. And the second one is boredom. I think when people are too bored, they just start shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just feel like that's it. Right. Yeah. And so, I'm like, bro, even if you like, if you don't like drama, then you would find ways to like solve issues or like just put a wall between issues. Like you don't have to agree with somebody if they have an issue with you. Just yeah. like lay it down there. Like, oh, you don't agree with me. I don't agree with you. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. But then there's some people that are like, you don't agree with me? Or they just, yeah. Yeah. Just continuously feed into it. Yeah. I, like I said, I think the big thing one is obviously pride. Like when people have ego, they're not willing to say what they want. Like when you say what you mean, I think it like it resolves a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, like when you directly say it. And then two, I just feel like if you're never, like you don't see Jeff Bezos having drama. Like he has shit to do. He's busy. He's a busy guy. Like yeah. he's not bored because he's busy and he's doing shit, right? I feel yeah. like, I feel like if you're running, for example, if you're running your own business, like drama doesn't matter to you. Like you, you're, you're, you're trying to like survive right now. Like yeah. you're on survival mode. You're not on like caring about the, the petty shit. You're exactly. just trying to figure out like, okay, how do I make rent this month? And how do I like make money this month and pay my employees and shit? Right. Yeah. So I feel like people who are bored or people who have too much pride, that's when the biggest drama happens. Yeah. <clears throat> or they like to gossip. Yeah. It's like, I'm almost certain, like, like I said, going back to like, Jeff Bezos probably doesn't have fucking gospel. He's doing shit. Oh my god, did you hear what the lunch lady said? <laughs> He'd be like, you're fired. Move on. Next person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something like that. But yeah. I heard it come straight from like some people that I know as mouse where they're like, oh, it's just a little bit more fun when there's drama. Or I just love gossiping. And I'm like, all right, noted that I'm going to yeah. keep a little distance from you. Yeah. And I just feel like... This might be a little sexist, but I feel like one reason, like, for example, when I was young, I think my dad never had drama because he was always working. <laughs> he was just like, there's no time. Like, he's just literally... keeping to himself, minding his own business. Yeah, he's literally working and then eating and then dropping us off to do stuff. Yeah. Just so he can get ready to work the next day. Yeah. Right? There was nothing to it. Like, Monday through Sunday, it was just work, right? Yeah. So, that's how, I, that's how I feel. Like. I feel like the biggest thing, too, um, what I've noticed, at least for my life, it might be similar to others. For some reason, I think religion... and kind of sparks drama so there's always like temple gossip or church oh. gossip or oh, stuff yes. like that yes. and i just feel like it's just a thing i think so too yeah i like if people say there's church gossip 100 percent there's temple gossip too oh yeah it's, it's always like that like i don't doubt there's probably mosque gossip and like i feel like when people are part of a community there's definitely going to be people in the community that just love to talk oh yeah and gossip like, like did, you, did you see what what he did during ramadan or something <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even wait for the sun to come up i yeah. swear he like ate, i swear he took that bite a minute before i saw the first sun rays <laughs> did you see that drop of water he licked off <laughs> not acceptable 
<laughs> Some bullshit like that. He put in eye drops. Oh my god, he was facing northeast east, not east 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 when he was praying. <laughs> Unacceptable. Her ankles are showing. <laughs> Just shit like that. Uh, all right. Anyways, I think that's about done for this week's <laughs> podcast. We're gonna have a couple solo podcasts after this one. Um, and then hopefully we're back to regular schedule. We'll see. I think our schedule's always been fucked, but I think that's become the normal now. So we just roll with it, you know. Like well, our one good friend once, our one good friend Gally once said, "We just roll with the punches, right?" So we just deal with what comes at us, and yeah, we'll figure out schedule and a time, and we'll do podcasts as we can. Uh, we still enjoy this a lot. It's just life's gotten even busier. Like it's gotten no less busy since we first started this. Really life never gets less busy. <clears throat> Yeah, you just have more and more stuff going on and you just yeah. have to deal with it. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this one and tune in to the next ones. See you guys. Bye-bye.